Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to the Daily Banter's Meaning of Life podcast. I'm here with my co-host Faz Kenkasakian and we are here today um, to discuss work-life balance or lack thereof because I'm guessing that um, this is something that pretty much everyone struggles with uh, if you have a job, which will probably be everyone listening, um, if you're, or if you're the an heiress or the heir of a, of a billion dollar fortune then well uh fuck you um no, i'm kidding um but uh, so anyway uh, we yeah we figured it was a good topic to to, to discuss um largely because uh i think vaskin you were saying you've had a kind of a crappy week um this last week yeah and uh, yeah. for what for what uh what, what happened i think it wasn't like the 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 issue is just basically i think like most people I just had one of those weeks where what I had to do at work meant that I just encroached on everything else. So, you know, all this, we got a nice little, we always like in good faith try to like Monday morning set up a kind of nice little design for ourselves, right? I'm going to eat right, try mm. to carve out time to go to gym, um, you know, make your own meals to, to save money, eat healthier, spend time with your partner, um, all the stuff that you, you kind of think your week's going to go and then work basically just encroached and flooded in on all of that ate, ate all of it up exactly it gobbled up the whole thing so what was it just like deadlines and projects that yeah you and you to, right. you, i mean you you work in an office right i do yeah so you go to an office and then you come what time do you usually go home? i usually go home um by the time i leave it's probably six mm. so i do like a nine nine to six nine basis. to six yeah Damn. So this is something that I can somewhat relate to when I do. I, I basically work in a co-working space, which is actually where we are now. We're actually in uh, my office. My office at the uh, it's a place called WeWork, which is like a co-working space where there are lots of different companies. It's pretty cool, and uh, I basically get to, you know I can come and go as I please. Um, but it is it is an office, and um, I guess I can relate in the sense that sometimes I'll do a full day here, you know, pretty much, you know, I'll do an eight, nine, 10 hour day here. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and I find I'm totally wiped. Right. I just come home, you know, and, and I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, I can't do anything. I just want to switch on Netflix. Right. And eat something and then go to sleep. Right. I've got no, I feel I have no energy for anything. Right. So what I've done um, is I've just limited the amount of time I've had to the office. That, but that I, get, I know that that's a it's quite a convenient you know because I work for myself basically it's a, it's kind of a it's a luxury it's one of the luxuries of, of working for yourself is that you can you don't have to you can kind of create a, a, a work life balance if you can generate enough revenue right. to have work life balance you know yeah. the other side of it is that to get to get to where I've got now has taken me years and years and years of, of sleepless nights anxiety right. attacks and whatnot. Um but yeah, I can, I can. That's why I, I do have some, some understanding of it. But, but I think it's like, what, what, what do you find in particular is like the worst part of it? What's the kind of? I think, I think the worst part of it is um, the idea that you know you you have all these things you want to do that were you to do them could actually sustain your 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 work better. You know, like by that I mean like you know work, working out eating healthy i find that like when i'm stuck in that crunch you're talking about Mm. which is pretty much near every day like that feeling where you go home and you're just like you have no inspiration you don't have anything left for for anything else in your life and and 
you know, maybe you're able to like wrestle a meal together, spend a little bit of time with your partner, and then you go you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. And that's I think like the repeat cycle. And when you almost. have two people doing that, right? So, so oh yeah, so your your partner does the. Yeah. She, she's in the nine to five. That's right. Nine to six, nine yeah, to yeah. seven, nine to eight. Right, right. Whatever it is. Right. So then you both go through the same type of thing. Yeah. Which I, which I think is like not, you know, clearly not what we're designed to be doing. Right. At all. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, it's funny because the dream was supposed to be, you know, back in the like 60s, 70s, there was all these futurists who were talking about, we'll get computers. We'll get, we'll get computers and they'll do like, you know, we'll know, well, we won't have to work anymore. The robots will do all the work and... All that's happened is that just means that you know there's more. You have to be more available to everybody via email. Yes. You have to. The work is no longer sequential. Like yeah. technology used to make it such that your work had no choice but to be sequential, because there's only like so many phone calls that could come in that you could answer, and so many. You know, I mean, knowledge work is supremely. I think a lot of this is just due to knowledge work in general. Mm. Like it's just there's no. You know, when you got a factory and you're churning out widgets. Mm. There's only so many widgets that are gonna come out of that machine, mm. so it's like you have no choice but to like do the thing in front of you. Mm. Your bacon, bread, whatever. I'm just saying, work jobs where they're much more they're they're tangible, you know. And mm. with knowledge work, it's like, a, how do you know you if you're ever done? Mm. B, someone could always be related to the first. Like someone could always be commenting on how the work's not done, mm. you know, in a very like amorphous way, right? Because mm. because it's knowledge work. Like, what do you produce? Like. Mm. Um, and so, and then, and then, you know, if your work is never, if you can never really tell when it's done and someone, there's always more it can be improved, it's kind of endless. And now everybody has access to you in a way, technologically, or, mm. or the idea is that you should be available and responsive all, and all the time. Yeah. You know, people get work emails all, all the time. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you know, like midnight. I, I get stuff on the midnight on, on like, on like a Friday night. Yeah. I'll be getting work emails. Right. No, I just I, I basically don't really like if you're listening to this and you're one of my friends, I'm sorry, but if you email me over the weekend, I'm most likely not going to email you back. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I've now I've taken got to the point where I'm just like I'm not answering. It's funny, emails. man, because because sometimes I'll do that just because it's a time that I have free, right? Mm. I I know it's like I don't expect a response back, but it's like. And then if I do get a response back, I always feel like crap because it's like, man, maybe I should be on call too right now. Yeah, you know oh, that's, I mean? the, like, that's the it's trap, right? It's like that's the trap. It's like if you're not, if you're not available, you know, because it's like you, you've always got something. I think I find in, in offices or like a boss, you can always get these characters in in, in workplaces where there's one person who's oh just, my god, yeah, who's got no life yeah, whatsoever, yeah, yeah. and they live. Yep. put to work yep. and they don't respect anybody's time that's right and that they all they have is the job at hand and that's yeah. all they're going to do yeah I, I think like yeah I don't think like uh, yeah in their mind like they're not doing it evil like mm. they, they're being virtuous like you know like the people I've worked with who have been like that like very much so are like they, they view themselves and what they do as a virtue rather than kind of being toxic to everybody's you know like sense Human of existence. yeah 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 but yeah but then yeah. You, you can have these these situations where if you don't adhere to those rules, those kind of norms, if that's the norm, you, you're in like a work culture yeah. where you just like, you know, it's like I was reading this thing like gold, was it Goldman Sachs or like in Wall Street or in, or in the city of London um, in financial stuff. Like you basically, you work till you break. Mm. And they, that's what they expect. And if you're not answering emails at weekends and if you're not working till midnight every night, 
um, I think they had to send like a memo out to everyone. That yeah, Golden it was like there's a couple suicides. Suicides, yeah. yeah. And some they had to issue a warning saying like you're expected to go home at the weekends. Right. You know, which is like yeah, I'm sure they say that, but you know, but just, yeah, it's yeah. an underlying deeper but culture you're, of. But you're not. You're not. Yeah. I mean, that was when I knew the work working world wasn't for me. Um, I had a job, and then I was expected to like come in at the weekend. There was some event that they were holding, and I was expected to come in. Yeah. So I did. I came in, and after a while, I was like, "All right, well, I'm not getting paid for this. So I'm going home." Right. But then my boss was my boss at the. I mean, this was years ago. This was 10, 15, 10, 12 years ago, thirteen years ago. I remember he said, "He was." I was like, "Listen, I'm going to go." He's like, "No, listen, stay. You have no, do something, clear up, help, help us clear up." I'm thinking like, "Hold on, no, like I'm not getting paid for this. This might be my job, but I don't live here. Right. You know, this is not my family. I don't. I'm not going to clean up." Because, you know what I mean? And then I, I kind of made a thing about, like, look, you know, like, my time is my time. Do you know what I mean? Right. But then I, then I stopped getting, I no longer had favour from the boss. The boss was sure. there, then he had his other favourites. Of course, yeah. So I was like, you know what, I, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this nonsense. Like, this is bullshit, you know? Like, but it's a work culture. I think it's, it's not quite as bad as it is in England. But in in America, that's the norm. That's like that's that's how it's done. Yeah, you know. So people are kind of literally a slave to their to their work, and I'm, it's very worrying. I mean, you know, look, we do this pod, we're, we're doing this podcast, and it's kind of like we're, we're saying we've said it's almost like a guide, right? But there aren't necessarily. I'm not saying I have a solution for this. Sure. You yeah. Know, other than saying it's a problem. It, yeah. 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 You know, don't just don't conform. I'm not going to conform. Like that's right. That's a decision you've made. That's a decision I've arranged made. your life in a way that you can do yes. that. Yeah, I have made a decision yeah. that I will not conform. Right. You know, that's right. for whether it succeeds or fails. That's what I've decided. Right. You know, so I'm, I and I understand that not everyone is going to do that. Not everyone has. You know, I don't have enough so many responsibilities. No, I don't work. I work hard, but but I work on my terms pretty much. Right. Um. You know, and yes, if I'm ever I'm giving advice to someone, I'd say, yeah, do what I do because it's, I I think it's better right. personally. You know, I think it's more fun, even though there are other stresses, there are other problems that come along with it, instability, insecurity, all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, I feel it's a more human way to live. Um, but for if you're not, I, I think it's a genuine problem because, um, particularly in America, it's it, the work culture is so demanding and so insane that I don't really see how people um, can sort of navigate it you know you can be well we were talking about this right you can be well aware of this you can be conscious that this is bullshit that this entire system is like insane but you still have to survive it right That's you still right. have to yeah. make money yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. so I'm not entirely sure what the what the solution is um I mean, I've got some ideas, but I mean, I don't know. What would you say? What's your for a solution? Um, so yeah, I guess like saying what you were saying earlier about you know how you having structured your life in such a way. I think that definitely. I mean, there's one answer is very clearly like be more entrepreneurial. Mm. Thus, I mean, we all we all have somebody we owe something to, right? So you're you're even if you're an entrepreneur, you still have your customers, you still have, mm. and they in a way oh, own your yeah. time. But yeah. but but at least with entrepreneurial activity, there's a little bit more flexibility. Yes. There's not that kind of regimented, you know, someone watching your time all the all, 
you know, all the time. But I think like it's a spectrum, right, of personalities of people who seek or are comfortable with kind of the that risk you mentioned, and then people who trade in that risk for um, security. But I, but I guess what's increasingly becoming apparent is that like that that choosing security is very much a there's really not there's an apparent security, but you trade a lot for that. You trade a lot, for, a lot for that, like your physical health. And oh mental yeah, health, you right. know, and which I, is a big liability. Like yeah. in, when you add up all your time and dollars and all that. I mean, I think I was, I we talked about this in one of the other podcasts um, about. I mean, one of the ways to do it. This is, just, and again, this is not. I'm not putting this off as a solution, but I'm saying one of the ideas is to sort of okay, say, look, what, what is the bare minimum that I need? Right. Can I make that doing something I like doing, or working part time, or working half time? Yeah. You know? Like you know my. My uh, partner, my she she works. Um, my fiance, in fact, um, she uh, works part time at the moment. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's and she was toying with going back for she runs her own business and she's working part time. She was doing full time before, and then part time. You know, she was working full time on her at work and then part time on her business. So now she can we we can manage it where she's working hard part time and doing her business stuff but that means it's a lot of cutbacks you know right, you have right, to make right, some right. sacrifices you know That's you're right. not going out you know I'm not going out to eat restaurants right not going out to spend you know $20 $25 on three beers you know you buy you, know, you go out with a couple of friends for a drink one round's going to cost you $25 $30 That's you right. know yeah that that can't happen you know, right. so you, if you're willing to kind of radically downsize your lifestyle, then it, then it's possible. But then you've got to be okay to do that. And I think sure. there's a there's a sort of a there's always an anxiety, particularly in the West, uh, with people who just they think that if you can't afford to go out and buy a round of drinks, or like if you're not, you know, you don't have your four hundred one k, your four hundred one k isn't like, you know, you haven't got a lot of money going into like retirement plans and all this kind of stuff, then you're a failure. Right. So there is, there's always that in the back of your mind, I think. You know? Sure. So that, that, you know, one way is to sort of totally reject. <laughs> yeah, that's why I kind of, all these sort of hippie communities, I've got a lot of respect for them because I can't, I can't um, extricate myself from society in the same way that they can. Sure. I kind of respect it. I'm like, yeah, those, they've got, you know, go live in a tent or something in a, yeah. in a, in a, in a field and just, you know, what fuck society, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to take part in it. I, yeah. I have a lot of respect for that. I'm still in society. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like, uh, this is a really, really complicated problem because there's so much happening at multiple levels that, that got, that gets us to where the point, where we're at. And mm. I feel like there's such a resistance to even talking about it just because it's so ingrained in the culture we live in mm-hmm. um that okay let's start with the first one like like it's it's such a what's happening is partly it like i'm saying it's partly knowledge work is like tough just in general to like mm-hmm. figure out how to taper it when you're done and living in a technological era where you're, there's always um it's always access you know mm-hmm. you always have access people have access to you, that kind of stuff and and, and then you add on top of that the kind of pressure cooker of competition and people feeling like uncertain and that mm. their security is, their value is always being kind of determined on a daily basis. Mm. And like the, the, all those are kind of really, really big problems. And, and then there's like 
you compound that with, I mean, I can't, I can't help but like get away from, uh, you know, this is like a real, at the end of the day, this is a problem of an overall system and mm. we, we don't have a language to talk about it. We, yeah. we have like a large, on the back end, we have a huge culture of trying to deal with the effects of it negatively. You know, we have a whole industry around like self-help, um, you know, heal your body once it's broken from this or pills to kind of anesthetize yourself. Mm. To, and then, but you know, the, these are all kind of an economy built off the after effects, oh, 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 you know? Of, of, yeah, of the systemic problem. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you think about it, if you look at like um, just the entire medical industry, the medical industry, is built around like this the type of sicknesses that we have oh, it's just crazy i mean stress and and like how many how many people do you know who just have like chronic stress disorders yeah you know, well, chronic yeah. chronic sleep disorders and, and and things like that and it's because i think personally the, the fact that you have to wake up at a set time each day for me i could never take that just never psychologically it's actually it's very bad on your body like it's it's i mean this is one of the things you asked me why i had a bad week and like one of the things was like i just couldn't get the foothold of recuperation you know day to day so by the time the end of the week came around i was just like i was physically yeah absolutely because i was physically sleep deprived and when you're sleep deprived if you read the symptoms of sleep deprivation Mm. it's basically torture like if you read how your mind responds Mm. like you're talking about I mean they use sleep deprivation as torture because mm. it unhinges you so so can unhinge you very in a very dramatic way mm. I mean you can get hallucinations from sleep deprivation you can get I mean you can enter periods of like you know psychosis I mean it's it's there's like sleep deprivation is really bad albeit I had it in a mild way mm. far you know like I'm not I'm not but you weren't having a good time yeah, like physically, I was kind of a like broken person. When you're when you're physically kind of broken, mm. or I should say, just out of sorts, unhinged, you make. I was eating poor. I was spending like more money on like meals that were unhealthy for me, just so I could kind of, you know, it it, it unleashes a cascade of events that basically mm. is kind of the American economy. Like, yeah. in order to deal with like kind of all of that, you end up making choices that. Mm. Are I think very much in, ingrained in how we just live day to day. Yeah, know? and and to get back, I mean, uh, yeah, I was I, I had a bit of a rough week as well, just for various reasons. And we were snowed in. You know, I was like, not get if I don't go outside, and if I don't like get to go to the gym, or if I don't, you know what I mean? I I can be um, I can get angsty. I can get kind of anxiety if I'm not kind of moving around and doing stuff. So being trapped indoors for four days. It's not, it's, you know, I went out a bit, but not, you know, I went out into the snow a bit, but it wasn't, yeah, I wasn't able to go out like, and walk. And it has a knock-on effect, yeah. you know, and then that knock-on, once you disrupt that just a little bit, and then yeah. you've got things to do, I had stuff to do, I had a lot of work to get on with, that knock-on effect, anything that knocks you off your equilibrium, yeah. you know, in this economy, in this society, can be pretty devastating, you know, yeah. you get sick, yeah. you get sick, right? You know, then you you have to go to work, you yeah. know, or you just get better and you go back to work and you still feel a bit ropey. You know, that you can like a sickness can then take weeks right. off your life. You know what I mean? Of, yeah. of, of disruption and and like you're not going to the gym and not being healthy. You can be, you know, you can be Superman or Superwoman um, for only it's cyclical. 
right? You can be sickly, like sometimes you're just in a flow, right? You're having a good time, you have, you're eating right, you're healthy, right. you're getting up, you sleep, everything's yeah, 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 fine. Yeah. And right. But that is not sustainable. And we've, I think we've been hard. sort of led to believe that you can be, that that is always, you have to be there, you know, beast mode. Like right. you're just kicking ass and taking names, you know, you're, yeah. you're like a really American dream and, you know what I mean, visualize success and, you know, go to the gym and pump out more reps and, you know, they, they get your zen in the morning and then you go and do a full day's work and whatever. I mean, it's just bullshit. Like, you can't... No, people are exhausted, man. And, and they exhausted. Just, you're just propping yourself up with coffee and basically, I mean, you're borrowing from the future from your body, basically. Yeah. So one day it just, like, wraps right. out. And even if you can do all this stuff, right, if you can have this, like, you know, this amazing, everything's great, you're successful and you have the great, great car and work-life balance and all that kind of stuff, when something gets disrupted, you know, lose your job, or, right. you know what I mean, or like you get sick, then that whole balance comes crashing down, right? And you're left with this sort of hurricane yeah. of like time and, and energy, and, and you're like, oh my god, you know, you've fallen off a hamster wheel, right? You know, so I think even the concept of work-life balance is sort of is kind of not, I don't know. I think the whole concept in of itself is wrong. Like work life, yes, you should have a work life balance, but but I think we fundamentally need to to reevaluate what how we see the importance of work and the yeah. importance of of um, just having a kind of a normal rational society yeah. where whereby having a couple of days of work doesn't you know or being sick for a couple of days doesn't destroy you know yeah. four weeks of your life. It does. Right. I, I think it really does. Yeah. About you know you sick for a couple of days. You, be screwed for the whole month that's true you know yeah um and i, and I found that i've managed to sort of get back into my flow of things but it took a bit took a few days for me to kind of get back into it yeah um because i think there are natural you know there's kind of like natural rhythms and we're so removed from them that we don't even know what they are anymore yeah you know like you, know, you go to sleep when you turn your lights out you don't go to sleep when it's dark you wake that's up that's right yeah when your alarm goes off not when it's light yeah, that's why I think, I mean, I think that a couple things, like, I think, I think eventually that we're going to look, you know, a couple, 50, 100 years from now, we're going to, if you look back, like, inevitably people are going to comment when we're talking about this, like, they're going to be like, oh, well, you will just want, like, a, you want to be coddled and you just can't deal with kind of getting your shit done and, you know, like, this kind of fanciful existence where people pay you to, you know, like be creative and be an artist mm. and all this stuff like there's there's such a people have such a visceral reaction when you raise these issues like mm. if you really bought into the kind of this is the best of all possible worlds and this is the only way it can be then like you are sick you are that's sick. that's like yeah. yeah like you look let's start there it's like i think just as you know we like in in the turn of the century labor conditions were horrible mm. and we're obviously in a better place now but i feel like a second large and there's a lot of people who are still the issues that were at the turn of the century alive and important are still very much so for a lot of people less so in this country but but globally you know mm -hmm. but then even in this country there's a lot of people who are essentially poor and working multiple jobs on minimum wage so mm -hmm. i'm not saying there's so many layers of this problem but i guess what i'm speaking to is like people you know you've gone to you've done all the right things right or the You've taken advantage of all the all the all the kind of societal. You've gone to college. You you know you're now in a like white collar office job, whatever. And it's like, I feel that there's a, 
And I feel it's all tied together. Like all of it is tied together. It's just that people are suffering in different ways and with different spectrums and different pressure points. But but the, the, the problem is essentially that we have this, we ultimately have this system where we, we need to we need to first name it or figure out what this problem is in a in a, in a way that people can understand you know we don't we don't even have like a language for this is you're not going to see this come up in like an election debate you're not going to see but it's probably the thing that affects most people every day to, you know day right, to day right, right, right. what do you what you see in the election cycle it's like we need jobs jobs and hard work and you know, living wage and da, 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 and it's like you know we need to create more wealth and more money and more you know better jobs and bigger jobs and more this and it's like yeah listen i think instead maybe we need to chill the fuck out for a second you know yeah. what i mean like that's why i think that every <laughs> i remember i heard this saying this uh, i think it was uh, joe rogan was saying um he said that you want to be a, you want to be president you have to do 10 mushroom sessions <laughs> like you have to take uh-huh. mushrooms 10 yeah, times yeah. or ayahuasca like a, right. yeah, which we're going to talk about in a future <laughs> podcast right about about use of psychoactive uh, medicinal compounds uh, which i am a, a proponent of anyway but but yeah so you, you, because once but yeah once you do those just to briefly touch on it once you have had an experience of like say you take mushrooms for example mushrooms like is a great way of taking a break from yourself for a few hours you know like that's why i think marijuana is, is useful as well marijuana is a fantastic this might be one of our the saving things for our society or is the is the slow acceptance of these of these psychoactive compounds right that that are not drugs in fact that they're medicinal and they've been used as medicine for thousands of years other than us other than our society, our society is just obsessed with like we, we have drugs. Don't get me wrong, we have drugs, you know, coffee and alcohol and sugar and red meat. Right, these right, are, right. These are highly addictive drugs yeah, yeah. that have huge, hugely negative effect on human. I see what you're saying. Yeah, right? but they 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 are in sync with the clock of like yes. output that we that we that we want and expect. From Benefits the capitalist system, right? Yeah, the yeah. Things that don't benefit a capitalist system: marijuana, like mushrooms and things like that, and so, substances that are kind of make you. Like how many people? How many? If you people who smoke weed, how many of them are going out and getting into fights? That's true. But there's um, a there's a weed economy though, right? Like there's yeah. A, it's got, I mean, this this to me is one of the saving. That's an amazing sort of emergence, right? Is number one the 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 fact that you can people are making money from growing plants, right? Which is a great thing. And number two, the fact that it's marijuana, and this is going to I believe it's going to have a a, a society that smokes marijuana versus a society that drinks alcohol and coffee okay that that i mean i, I don't know it's like a kind of um a hel- I, we can have like healthy debate about this you know about that 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 subject at, a, at another time maybe on, on a different podcast, a different but, podcast yeah. but but i will say i mean yes I, on that point i would agree with you of like like alcohol is a very much like the anesthetic for yeah. like everybody you to work. just like a dog. deal yeah. yeah you work like yeah. a dog all week and then yeah. you've had such a shit week that right. you have to go and obliterate your senses right just in, in order to kind of forget about it right right, right? whereas so with that it, and that's a drug that is a psychoactive drug and that yeah. is you know it's great when you do it but the, the, the day after is horrible yeah i mean it's it's there's a cost yeah there's a cost to your consumption of alcohol so i guess my my point about all this stuff is that if you have a society that's more 
that are using like say take like a marijuana or mushrooms or whatever the, these these substances are ones that kind of allow you to take a step step back from society right. like okay hold on like why yeah, it's 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 hard though because like I think I think with when you deal with when you deal with a system any kind of system and there's like a, there's certain norms it's kind of it's very hard to be the person who um, you know you could kind of drive yourself crazy right if you if you acknowledge that everyone around you is kind of participating in something it's mad, madness yeah it's it, it's it's very tough because there's no at this point in drugs, time people drugs is the answer no i'm just kidding <laughs> no, kidding. no I'm kidding it could be it could be look oh, that's another podcast but i'm just <laughs> i think i think like i think ultimately man we need i don't know how i don't know how to go about it but th- there needs to be some kind of language the problem with our society is like if you raise this right now People like instantly. They're kind of like, they're they're like, the work work yeah, work just, life yeah. It's like no, but it's like, I think people people a want it, but then immediately there's like this knee jerk reaction of like, oh, you, oh, you just work. don't want to work. Yeah, like 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 you know, this and and I'm wondering to what degree it's so ingrained in a certain cultural person. Like you know, they they talk about the Protestant work ethic or mm. you know Puritan work ethic, whatever you want to call it, and. And like you know, America is kind of founded on achievement and and you know hard work leading to mm. kind of almost a like it's like it's it's a it's almost like a mark of kind of your esteemed graceful position with God, and it's like very spiritual in a way. You know, mm. it's like the the religion of kind of like uh, you know going to work and achieving. You know, mm. it's like it's very much religious. There's a kind of like value that's deeper than just a simple value. It's it's a kind of very foundational there was know? a there was a great article recently in, in the atlantic um about the difference between children's stories in britain and in america and if you look at children's stories in america like you know tom sawyer and um was it little house on the prairie or stuff like that i can't remember what the um what other kind of american traditional american children's stories there are but tom sawyer is one of them Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's about work, mm-hmm. about ethics, about trying. It's not. They're not. And if you look at British children's stories, it's, they're magical. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's all about, right, and, right. That, and that's to do with the kind of the, the, the this article was discussing the kind of the, the the idea that pagan stories have survived in Britain much much better than they have in in America. So there's a there's a the the ancient kind of. Ancient Britons, you're obviously a pagan, and then a lot of the a lot of the stories that I grew up with were mag- you know magical stories right. about fairies and things like that. A lot of it comes obviously comes from from uh, Ireland and there's Nordic countries. You know, the Danes invaded England and brought their mythology over, and the Vikings and, and you know the whole list of yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a kind of a an amalgamation of of, of um, pagan belief systems that that have existed in in. Uh, in, in Britain for thousands of years mm-hmm. yeah and I grew up with a lot of that stuff so yeah. like Harry Potter you know for right, example right. it's a magical story you know right. um, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and, right um, so and this is it get, but if it, the American mindset is much more it's one about hard work you know the, the moral of the story is always about hard work and moral values and things like that it's very kind of puritanical it's yeah I would say it's weighted more 
I would say definitely it's weighted more. I mean, we there's there's a, like you know we we still we're the culture that made Star Wars, but you know so it's like there's still there's still we're, we're, there's still some of us dreaming. But yeah, I mean, I think the forces. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's interesting that yeah. that in in that there's been a pushback from in in America in in the kind of the entertainment industry, the movie industry, which is super interesting because it's another side of. I mean, it's this kind of yin and yang, right? Where you've got you've got this extreme puritanical work ethic right. about, what, and then you've got you know, then you've got Star Wars, something like that. Right. Like Star Wars pop comes out, which is incredibly yin and yang, and uh, all about balance, and you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting, but I, w- yeah. I would say that the America, like the American kind of work ethic thing, is it, it, it is distinct, very from, much so. From, yeah, from, absolutely, man. From other cultures that yeah. I've I've been around there's no other culture that I've been around that has the, that this type of work ethic right. and, it's, and I don't think it's necessarily it's not to knock knock America or anything like that but I don't necessarily see it as being more productive it's not it's not it's not, actually the scientifically it's proven not to be it's not because everyone's super stressed well there's, there's like I mean we live by certain myths like like one of those myths is you can't maintain intensity and focus of it one you can't just like spend eight hours a day sitting like somehow we've Bought in, I mean, there's now an increasing body of literature saying how it's abuse, essentially. I mean, on your body. To sit down yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it'll be it'll, it'll take some time, but eventually you will see us think of, find a different way, just a different, I don't know how, like maybe it's going to be that we're all going to be okay with, you know, figuring out different, it, it's a cultural change of like, people are just going to have to understand that. Knowledge work has nothing to do with how many time, how many hours you are at an office. You log in when you wake yeah. up. Mm. You know when you go to bed. It's like it, we live in the vestige of a cycle that existed when you needed to mind a store. But mm. knowledge work doesn't work like doesn't that. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, for the website for for the Daily Banter, um, for a while I used to be obsessed with like, look, you know, we need to have something up by nine o'clock in the morning and all this kind of stuff. And then and then we stopped doing that. I didn't notice any. There was no our travel didn't go down at all. Writers were happier. They were just like, all right, well, I'll post on my post. And you know, right. if I, when the inspiration hits me, I'm going to write. Yeah. And the quality gets is higher. The quality is better. So when people are happy and they're producing high quality stuff, it maybe doesn't come in at nine o'clock in the morning, but it's up. Right. You know, it, it's it's up and it's and it's good. You know, the quality is good because it's knowledge work, right? Right. I mean, who who gives a shit whether it's up at you know. A specific time every morning. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't really make any difference, I and mean, we didn't notice any difference in in traffic or in quality. So, yeah. so why not? And you know, I've learned myself over time that I don't need to worry about. I have to have a certain amount of discipline, right? Just for me. Sure. Because you, you know, if you work freelance, you can you can go down death spirals quickly. Right. You right. Know, start getting up at like eleven every day. And, yeah, yeah. And then in the winter time, then it's like dark, you know, like four o'clock, so five hours of sunlight. Yeah. You know, and you're up again and you know you're staying up until f- four or five in the morning and that can happen that can really that, that's happened to me a few times and I'm like, you know, it sounds horrible yeah yeah and I mean it's it, it's quite fun while it's happening but then after a while you realise like holy that's sh- a young man's game man <laughs> that's I'm like doing that. yeah do you that. can't do that so, so you have to kind of bring yourself back into into um, there has to be some sort of structure yeah. but I mean, you know, I think working four days a week is probably a good idea. I'm, I'm intrigued increasingly with any kind of effort by, primarily you see this in Europe, but 
And I think actually they have like I, I haven't been there for a while. I mean, the last time I went there was probably a decade or more ago, visiting France, and I have relatives in France. Um, but I have to say, like they struck me as, and I haven't traveled extensively in Europe. But every time I see something, it's always coming from Europe. It's like, and then it's funny that we as Americans have this like inherent like, oh, of course they would, you know, like going on strike, not working. It's like, man, have you been to Europe? Europe is like, they're, they're having like their own issues with unemployment, you mm. know, and whatever. But but my point is like when you go there, the city, I mean, the society is much more like they they in some ways maybe are laggards in some ways than in in terms of things that we have and we're doing more of, you know, say like specific niche technologies, software deployment, whatever. But mm. when you go there, man, it's like the society functions in many, many ways superiorly to ours in, in mm. many ways. And yet people are, are have the ability and time to, and you know, work enough so that they have a developed, you know, first world lifestyle all the basic amenities taken care of and then they have the time and the ability and I think that's the critical one like they just have the time to go and have dinner with friends with each other hang out mm. whatever 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 they want to do it doesn't really matter but matter. but it's I, I, I didn't get the sense that when I was there I didn't I didn't get the sense that I don't know there was just a much more it was a healthier attitude in relationship to Mm. to putting in your time at work than, than we have. And, and when you see stuff come out, like whether it's Sweden recently, I think they, what is it, six-hour workday or something? Yeah. Like, um, it tends to be from Europe. I mean, like it tends to be... It's not all... I mean, to, to be fair, there are a lot of American companies that are pretty advanced on this stuff. I mean, Google, mm -hmm. you know how Google works. You know, the Google employees that have um, uh, one day a week, they can do whatever they want. They work four days. It's funny. Like I want to be skeptical of it, but I haven't I haven't talked with anyone who's like I'd, I'd like. I guess what I would wonder is, I would want to know. Like I would want to talk to a Google employee and be like, that, is it actually is true? It actually like yeah, are you actually they like twenty percent of their time? No, not yet. It's twenty percent of their time they get to spend on their own project. Right, but I want to know. Like I would want to talk and be Does like, Google own that project. Like, like is that? Like, oh no, no. Just in general, like I want to know. Like I want to talk to a Google employee and be like, are you really like? Is that true? Like I know you're you're encouraged to do this, but like, is that how you're finding your life, like working? Like do you do you actually, are you really able to bin your work to to that kind of, keep that time bucketed and then you can really actually do whatever you want for that? Like I guess I would. I'm skeptical because it's like especially a company like that which has people like going through the financial statements with a razor like mm. institutional investors who are like looking for every you know solo cup spent at the water cooler and like you know mm. i would just be like again that's my own bias i'm like just skeptical that that with all those forces trying to squeeze every drop from the sponge that they're also able to kind of like oh, yeah because i guess the, the 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 if you put google as maybe a possible place where it's working right like amazon lately mm. has just been like article after article but it's like you know borderline sweatshop conditions mm -hmm. right where they're like running people into the ground like people who work in the warehouses yeah 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 and, and um, so you never really know the reality of it yeah no I, I, and I don't know I'm just I'm just saying that I, I hear though I hear yeah. you know again this is I don't take my word for this at all but I have heard that it's consistently ranked as one as a good place to work mm -hmm. um, there are companies that that look after their employees in, in, in that way that you get time off. I mean, the, the idea though that, that that's, I, I think that should be, personally, I think that should be, it's just a right, you know, you should have, 
two weeks off a year is, is, is not enough. It's abysmal, man. It's, it's abysmal. Enough, you know? It's really you need, terrible. I think, four, personally, four weeks, four or five weeks a year, not all at the same time, because then you right. can, like, if, you know, as a, like, I, look, I run a business, right, yeah. myself, and, and if yeah. I have, if people take a month off, uh, you know, it's impossible, I can't run a business like that, it's not right. possible. So, so. I, yeah, I think like for me, it's like yeah, that would be great, right? If we had the four to six weeks, that that would be fantastic. But I, I want, I, I think it's much healthier too. I don't want to feel like by the time that it's ready for that vacation, I'm just like t- tired and done with the place, and I just need, you know, to to. How much vacation do you get? Uh, actually, I'm the place I'm at now is very generous. Yeah. It's like equivalent. I I can't cite numbers off the top of my head, but it's a few weeks more than the original. Like really? Few, yeah, it's not like. It's not Europe, but it's it's somewhere between a middle ground between the uh, standard. Four, four weeks. Yeah, I think that's days. right. But but there's a I I can. It's also built into my sick days too, so it's not just personal. But it's a nice trade off, I think. Wherein, if you if you if you are not sick, then you mm-hmm. can use those just as you would use a. Right, you know, right, in right. some places it's very bucketed. It's mm-hmm. like you've got to be sick, and there's a like whole epidemic of you know coughing in with calling in, in the morning with a raspy voice, pretending you know yeah. using using your sick time to. Like the where I work doesn't deal with that. You have like a block of time, mm. and you can use it either for sick as or needed, yeah. yeah, childcare if you if you have to, or mm. all those things. And then what about so, work? Can you are you allowed to work from home? Yeah, yeah, you can. I I tend not to do it. Um, I think I think there's like I don't know. I feel like in some ways it's it's it could solve some problems for some people. For myself, I I particularly I like actually like the mental division of mm. geographically being in a different place sometimes it's nice to be able to mm. you know it saves time on commutes and stuff like that i think but i guess i guess like what it comes down to is like I, the, how i want to live and work is basically i i think it comes down to having more of your time back on a daily basis like mm. i think like especially if you have a knowledge job look i get it like if you have there's certain jobs like you just will not be able to they're they're on an on-call basis you know, and there's a, there, it's on a shift basis, and they've been designed that way. But I think that if you're on a, I don't know, we have to figure out it, at least for the knowledge work, and definitely, you know, and I would even go so far as to say overall for the entire, for everybody is basically we need to we need to like the whole essence of the labor movement, like, you know, eons ago was the idea that it was just a dream that you would have some time to like nurture yourself, you mm-hmm. know, be creative. Um, but that—that's now. I mean, I think that's. I think now, it's basically people need time off to kind of just sleep. You know, just like you know, I'm having a week off. I've got friends who who've said that so I'm taking a week off. I just need to sleep for a few days. You know, I literally need to sleep for a few days because I haven't slept. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that was the idea back then too, right? It was like, I mean, there was a time where there was no weekend, right? There was no. I mean, the weekend became like a, a legal concept after a while because there's just no, there was not, there was a period where we didn't think of that there was, as, as, as an idea, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you, like, it's just, yeah, it's it's not, it's a, so my point is just that, look, like, there was a point where we didn't think of the weekend and there's going to be a point at which we look at kind of the way we work now, we're like, this is suboptimal, this was bad, this was poor, it was not we were not working to like we don't have a system designed here's the like ultimate irony and like not to get too like uh, quasi marxist about it but it's like you know like the workers really do own and are the means to creating wealth mm. but the system's not designed to their benefit 
No, and it's it's kind of convinced them that that they are. Um, I always find this a strange belief where rich people say like, you know, I created this world and it's my money, and it's like, no, motherfucker, you got rich from other people building your business. You know? Yeah. So like, it's the like workers own they you know it, it would take one shift of consciousness, a small shift in consciousness. For the whole system that we have in America just come crashing. Yeah, we, we have like I mean that's that's because we have like a, a myth in our society of like the the kind of Steve Jobs the, mm. like in in our everyday like in our myth of like like how wealth is created we very much ascribe to this like there's a Steve Jobs or a Tony Stark yeah, and they like yeah. are billionaires and then they invent things and then they get commercialized and we all benefit and the fact of the matter is is that people are always inventing all the time and that's yeah. just a human thing. Yeah, and there's there's no like real. I, I'm sorry, I don't ascribe to the Ayn Randian like there's the cult of the individual at some point who's kind of uniquely special and kind of mm. figuring stuff out. That you nobody know? else. Yeah, I mean, and, I've I've read that like I always read these articles about um, yeah Elon Musk is the man to save the world. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually wrote a piece about this if, if it's in if any of you people are mem- uh, members. Um, one of the member pieces for the, the Daily Bouncer about about this mythology about you know rich people saving the day saving right. the planet so there's going to be some billionaire who's going to oh absolutely man I mean and save the day because because they're uh, you know they've got an entire industry that sucks up to them and absolutely man there was like an article about like with bated breath waiting for Mike Bloomberg to enter the race and I was like dude we don't we don't need these people man you, you, these people yeah, are the problem Mike, Mike like, Bloomberg is going to come and save the day yeah, because yeah. He's, a, he's a benevolent billionaire yeah he's exactly like, he's got so much money that yeah, he can come yeah. in and change things and ch- you, you know yeah. the fact that the, the fact is is that and this is the argument in my piece what were we these people are a product of of the problem yeah right so we wouldn't need people like that, right? If the system, like we, you know, the, the, if we are, if we're leaving it to be saved by these billionaires, I mean, it's just, it's just not going to happen. It's completely unthinkable. No billionaire is going to come in oh, man. and fundamentally is... change a system that created them in the first. First, place. first of all, you don't want to design a system where enough wealth can buy answers. Is, is the is the, or, is the or to create problem. a billionaire, right? You know, but, like yeah. The, the, Mike Bloomberg and, and all these other people, Elon Musk is a product of a system um, of a deeply unequal, unfair, unjust, dest- environmentally destructive system that allows individuals to accumulate an insane amount of material wealth. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm saying that, like, the idea that these, Mike Bloomberg is going to come, Michael Bloomberg is going to come in and change the system. He's not going to change shit. He might fiddle with the tax code a little bit. You know, so it's like it's not quite as as destructive on the poor. You know, but he's not going to make fundamental change. Is going to come from yeah, that, from people down below. You know, change always yeah, comes from below. That's right. That's right. It's like it's like uh, I mean, that's part of the problem. Like part of the problem is you have a system wherein you know you think that the only people that can save things are the, the elites. The elites, exactly. Like, and it's it's true on both sides, actually. Like. You know the on the on the progressive left side they have uh, Tom Steyer. I don't know if you know this guy, but he's like a Silicon Valley entrepreneur who spent ton of money in the last election cycle just trying to make climate change like the the, the premier issue. issue. Yeah. And he was an abysmal failure because 
you can't just buy just because you have the money and yeah. and you can't just make something so even if you have seemingly noble ends to do it it's yeah. not it's not healthy for a society like i don't want a positive even if i don't want a billionaire i don't want some some like you said a, a kind of moneyed elite even if he believes exactly what i feel in mm-hmm. terms of policy and what should be done i think it's a horrible precedent to set because if you create a system that only becomes malleable when change only becomes malleable to the touch of someone with enough money then the next time the guy who comes along is going to have terrible ideas and the system's going to get molded to his preferences i mean it's it's the essence of a plutocracy it's like yeah. it's like there's just no checks and balances on that person and what, and what that does is it strips away hope from individuals right so everybody basically feels powerless you know and i think that's a lot of the time where people don't change their lives people don't people they just say okay fuck it i'm gonna stay in the system because i can't do anything there's nothing i can do but i do think there's like right now in this election cycle like i, I don't want to make i'm not going to make any predictions but i mean just the phenomenon of both trump and sanders seems to indicate that there's at least a, a, a national mood that is just tired of it. There's just tired yeah, of like. Yeah, and, and you're, you're, you, I, I think you're seeing um, uh, extremities, right? You're seeing extremes emerge now in the system that are good and bad. You know, like Bernie, whether you support Bernie Sanders or not, like I personally would love to see Bernie Sanders as, as president, right? I would love to see Bernie Sanders as president. Do I think that that's going to happen or that he could get anything done while in office? Sadly, no, I don't. I don't think he could get anything done because I think the system works in a way that that is set up to make him fail. Right? Yeah, perhaps. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I I'm sometimes. But he's not being. But I guess my point is that. Yeah. Like, but I don't want to put all my hopes onto a president. Yes, I mean. So this goes back to. I think this is the key issue. Is like we're we're kind of in a from a human development standpoint, we're 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 in an awkward, weird position wherein. Really, what the problem is is looking to the notion of a president to solve societal solve problems, problems. Yeah, to begin with. Like Obama, you know? thought that Obama was going to come in and change the world, and or, uh, yeah, look, I think Obama's been a good president, generally speaking, because he's you know he's he's pragmatic. He's done some bad stuff and he's done some good stuff, but I think overall he's shifted the Titanic, you know, two two inches the right but way. But I think like yeah, like I think. But what you need though is you do need someone who. And, and the thing that appeals to me about Sanders and is is that at least he puts certain issues on the map that others that we just we we don't we don't like to to focus on or think about and 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 people have kind of lambasted him for not having quote pragmatic or or you know like actual ideas or plans. He's got ideas. He's got great. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah. what I mean is like that the traditional arguments levied at him is that you're just kind of a, raising an issue of kind of. You know, class inequity, and, and well, that's not like a platform or a policy. But, but uh, you know, I think that what he's trying to do is essentially take when things have swung so far to to some kind of calcified, ossified way of working mm. that doesn't work for everybody. Mm. You need to first talk about that, and you need to really. We need to. Here's the thing: like, you can't heal if you can't diagnose, and. Mm. And I think we're at the diagnosis stage. Well, like, well, so I think Sanders' diagnosis is correct. You know, he, he, he has the right... He knows what's wrong with our society, you know? And I think in some weird ways, like, Trump does too, but he's just so much of a bizarre megalomaniac and I think just has very convoluted ideas about what America means and has such kind of the the narrative of, of America so wrong that that he's... 
I think like part of what I'm getting at, I guess, is that like he also is touching on it too. The problem is he's very much that he he's kind of like the caricature of the elite. I mean, the guy went to like an elite business school. He's not from, even though he's considered an anti-establishment candidate, by all counts, he is kind of like the repentant elite, you know, and he even jokes about it himself, right? He's always like, oh, well, I, I know how the system works. Like just, you know, a year ago, I was on the other side, like buying these guys influence. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a, an amazing moment yeah. when, he, when he did that, you know, and you've got to sort of, you have some sort of respect. I do have a kind of a little bit of respect for, for him saying that, but like at the end of the day, look, Donald Trump is not going to perturb a system that no, created him. exactly, <laughs> yes, exactly. He's not going to, yes, that's yes. Why, you know, yeah. like with all of these politics, other than, like yeah. Bernie Sanders is genuinely, a, I do believe he is a guy who, who he's, I think he's the real deal. Like I do think he's the real deal that if he got in and he had his way, he would do, he would make America a much, much better place. But I, I, th- I think my only criticism is, that's why look, I, I don't really mind who wins. Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. I would like Bernie Sanders to win. I would. I think it's fine if Hillary Clinton gets in because Hillary Clinton, I think, would probably actually get more done than Bernie Sanders because she's a very skilled operator, political operator. Yeah, but like, like I mean, she, she does like talking about kind of these issues we've been talking about today. Like, I, I guess, look, regardless of whoever wins this race, like, I, I'm very skeptical that anybody's going to make major strides on this issue you know on this that we're but look, like, it's not I, I again i i think that it's not about making major strides on, on any of these issues again that's looking at our politicians to solve these right, problems, right, right, right? right. Yeah. but it, it makes a difference it mm-hmm. does make a difference um i think that noam chomsky was talking about this recently noam chomsky was saying about basically now that the republicans are essentially a kind of a terrorist party um they're now so insane that it's actively, it's actually they're actually dangerous for human survival. You know, somebody like Donald Trump or somebody like yeah, Trump but but here's here's what will happen. I think with them, I think like um, one, I think like they need to radically kind of go into the cave and meditate for for a while and reinvent Probably, themselves. Yeah. yeah, because because you need you need healthy you need healthy competition of ideas yes it's not healthy but it is important to keep them out of of office right well until until the kind of people until you you can meditate in the cave and exercise your demons of of xenophobia and like really bad ideas yeah like you need to kind of but i think i think i think numbers are against them right like i mean this is going to be an election that you're not going to be able to win if you can, if, if with xenophobia. I mean, we're we're just too diverse of a country. We're too different. It's 2016. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just it's, you can't do that anymore. So, so I think that the numbers will smack them down, and yes. they will have to go into the cave and reinvent themselves. But, but, you know? but, I guess I guess I'm saying that like right now that is the alternative, right? If it's not Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, it's going to be Ted Cruz. Donald yeah, Trump. both of which are would would be terrible. Catastrophic. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. totally. When you don't believe in climate change, when you, you right. change, Donald Trump doesn't believe in climate right. change, he right. says, "I believe that there's yeah. weather." And and also up. the whole no. xenophobia thing is like really, really. Yeah, the, these ter- are. As, yeah. I think as Chomsky yeah. was saying, these are, these are actually dangerous for human survival. Yeah. You know, these people. So at all costs, we have to keep them out, right? But is Bernie Sanders or is Hillary Clinton going to change the world? Going to change America? No, they're not. Right, that's the rest. That stuff is down to, to human, to us, to pe- to just regular people, saying in their own lives, saying, you know what, I'm just gonna 
you know, opt out a little bit or I'm going to do something different. Yeah, but it's, it's hard. I mean, I don't, I don't play like a kind of like privilege Olympics or anything like that. But like, you know, like we, there's, there's something to be said for like the option to do so mm. perhaps is afforded to, to people like us who are well, know, college, to, yeah, to, like to, to college, college educated or, you know, went to university mm. I'll that. Right, so it's like I, I, I guess we 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 there's a lot of people who are like don't have those those privileges. Yeah, and 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 a, they, there's a lot of relief that could be had, you know, yeah, for but, people. Yeah, so so like, so so changing the tax code just a little bit, it can make a huge difference. You know, funding public education by a few billion dollars more every year makes a huge difference as to whether how how good your kids are going to you know the chances of your kids succeeding. And, yeah. Stuff like that. So these things that that a president does do, a president does, you know, they, they they does have the ability to affect a lot of people. So yeah, you should always be engaged in your political system. Um, but I'm saying that in the long term, right? You know, we get the leaders we deserve. We, we deserve. You know, I would agree with that. I mean, this is what we, like, this is what's happened to our society, right? That yeah. we've got Donald Trump. Yeah. This is what's happened to us. I'm from England, right? We've got our government is packed full of, of like these Tory snobs of these of these guys who have no idea what it means to be poor, no idea what it means to be oh man, a young look, black look, look, kid. Yeah, look, you know? So, I, I think like I mean, you, you got to have like look when when things become as when you become so disjointed. I was watching like a, a documentary on on the French Revolution, and basically things like the French Revolution happen. Or, you know, things as extreme as 1917 in Russia. Like, things like that happen when you have... So like, like, the people at the, who, are, who, are, who are the elites or the rulers, like, they don't understand the conditions. Like, they're so far removed yeah. from... Everyday working like, conditions. Like, yeah. what people are dealing with that they, they always underestimate, like, that people... Oh, my God, there's a wide swath of people now who are willing to put down their lives because their lives are already shit. Like, that's... And... and I don't think, you know, we're, we're far, I don't think we're there. But my point is that if you keep buying your own bullshit mm. and continue electing people who are don't hear those people, mm. don't hear that there's people who work multiple jobs every mm. day and they can't, and they essentially, on you know, stuck in poverty, mm. that's going to manifest its well, itself in ways that are self-destructive to the society. Mm. You know, it starts with like, you know, Watson 65 or whenever it was, mm. mid-60s riots, mm. and, you know, LA riots, whatever. It just yeah, it's, it's riots in London. You know, we had riots in 2011. It was you had an entire generation of kids who just completely disaffected, didn't feel they were part of society. All they were concerned about is shopping and getting the latest sneakers, and you know, just destruction like on an awesome level. You know, right. It's unbelievable because they just felt like they weren't. And the political classes were like they were like, what? What's this? Who, right. who are these people? I'm like, well, this is. This is what you've done. This is the That's society right. that right. you've created. Like yeah. we've created a society so, where, where they are us and we are them. You know, like right. they are our children. You know, that people are saying, oh, they these these writers, they're just you know, no, let's ch- lock them up and throw away their kids. No, no, no. We created these people. Right. You know, we our society creates these distortions, these these huge kind of psychic distortions in in, in groups of people who can't survive right. at this kind of the crazy system that we've we've developed. So, but to change it is not going to come from above. I agree, but but don't you feel like there's a, a role for like um, 
the pressure valve to be released. Like, like that, that when people, like, for example, if someone comes who is of the mindset to speak to those that, that, that dis discontent, that that kind of releases the pressure valve so society doesn't go to that extreme of eating itself, you know? If you have people who are completely blind to it or don't understand that the things, or are so blind that they, f they don't see that the things that they're doing are not, you know, they may be well-intentioned, they may mm. think that their ideas are basically easing and helping and alleviate, but they're not, and if they're so blind to it and they eat their own bullshit by the spoonful, that that's much more dangerous. Yeah, than, you compound the problem. Yeah, you need. That's what I'm saying. There's a, maybe they don't kind of completely solve the problem, but there's there's a healthy kind of pressure valve, that, and I feel that's what's happening. And there's definitely like pressure in the dam right now, like yeah, with this it's, election. It's, like you can Donald, sense it. It's very palpable. Yeah. Donald, Donald, you've got Donald Trump on one side and, and Bernie Sanders on the other side, who are you know their respective demographics. Yeah, they? or at least they're trying to speak to those. They're people. trying to speak. They're trying yeah. to speak to those people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, look, my, my overall point on this is that, yeah, you're, you're, you're completely right, but as it comes down to to um, what, what can we do about this stuff, is I, I do think that like, we cannot continue to look to our politicians. To, to, to I would agree with that. I don't think, yeah, yeah, no, I agree to, there. To, to, totally. to change this, you know, like it, yeah. it does come down from an individual perspective. It's and true. An individual has to say, you know what, I am going to try to extricate myself from this system as best I can. That's you true. Know? I would agree with in, that. In, in whatever way you, you can manage. You right. Know? Like, I think we talked about this last time. You know, again, it might not be, don't go and like, live in the woods and give up, you know, do, do yeah. you, go, you know, do yoga every day and eat tree bark. But find some small way of just saying, yeah, you know what, maybe I'm going to not spend money this and try and put money aside and, you know, save money so that I can retire earlier or, or I mean I don't know you know what I mean there's, yeah. there's, there's got to be some there's got to be some act of protest that you can do on an individual level yeah you know, it might include like voting for Bernie Sanders or voting for a local politician no I think I think you're right I mean when you lay it out like that it makes sense to me I mean I think that it's only when there's a, there's only when there's a, there's a, a so, demand right yeah like if like, we demo, like if, if you know at some point politicians are going to have to listen to what we want you know, we are not going to be voting for politicians who are not going to give us what we want. You know, um, so so. But is what do we want right now? It's what we want right now is is all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's, up. I I I think that maybe the formula is like you change your individual consciousness, which and then and you build a culture, which ultimately politics is always kind of rarely. I mean, I, I'm increasingly skeptical that politics can shape culture and that really by the time it hits like you know the new york times op-ed or washington post or a, a bill in congress like it's already it's its idea has already it's yeah. been so stale that they have no choice but to respond yeah of course to, of course. to that change right it was, so it was like all this sort of um what was i mean about uh, the, the you know the whole kind of create the great society um president um johnson no no, no um the new deal Oh, FDR? FDR, okay. I'm sorry, yeah. Um, so FDR, a lot of that was in response to the fact that there were um, food riots and, uh, you know, severe poverty. Um, that was all, so it wasn't the benevolence. I mean, I think he was a good guy, but 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 a lot of what he did was in response to sure. Things societal got, yeah. pressures, right? You know what I mean? Like food prices, right? Take Let's take, for example, food prices and... and, and 
the, the reason that food prices in America are low for specific things like corn and things like that, and you can you can buy a lot of pretty crappy food right for pretty cheap. Sure. But it's artificially low. We artificially prop up right. agriculture in this country, right. right? Because if food prices reflected actually how much it costs to make them, you'd have riots. People would be like, people would be, wouldn't be able to eat. So you have to keep food prices low, artificially low, um, in order to keep the population happy, right? If you, if you, most. Uh, Revolutions are, are usually oh yeah, about, it's food. I mean, Arab Spring was about bread. It was yeah, bread, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's about they're about basic items like bread and food. Always, yeah. Yeah, so so that's what I'm saying. They, they're not stupid. Governments know that power structures understand this, and they kind of they know what they need to do to keep you know like gas prices, like the actual cost of gas. If you factor in like invading in, in environmental yeah externalities and all externalities, and if you yeah. factor in like how much does it cost to kind of prop up sure sure nasty regimes around the world to make sure we get our oil right. for, for cheap it's actually really really expensive right you know but then it's artificially suppressed so that people you know, you're insulated in some way i mean yeah it's, yeah. A, you know, it's not reflected at the pump yeah right, you pay right. for it in other ways so so they are aware that these things happen you know mm-hmm. that the, the, they, they essentially have to create a society that 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 they caters to basic needs Right. So, but then, then it does become down. That, that's what I'm saying. I guess I'm arguing that that we don't necessarily know any of this stuff, right? We don't know that. Not everyone knows that food prices are low because we subsidise, you know, the pork industry. Right. Um, but the more we know about this stuff, the more we can start to kind of opt out of things mm-hmm. and say, like, okay, I'm not going to support that anymore. I'm going to change my behaviour on this. And in that sense, once that happens, like, take like organic food for example, right? People are demanding it now, right? Right, there is a demand, so people that's where people are putting their money. People are putting their money into the the, the markets are responding to to one. They're not creating new markets sure. for organic food. They they're responding to a demand of people saying, "Oh fuck this! When I'm not eating this shit anymore, I know too much about what I'm putting in my body. Yeah, you know? I know too much about." Yeah, but so kind of going back to our other point though about like individual choice. Like I feel like I mean this is a, the organics is a great example because it's like. If you know, we used to have a system that look. If if I'm if I'm a grower and it's cheaper for me to create a poisoned apple or an apple that poisons you, like after eating the mm. same apple for three years, like I'm not gonna be able to sell my apple in the market, mm. you know. But now we have like a tier system where it's like there are studies that say organics are better for you, it, you know. But it hasn't entered into or like there's a kind of movement in that direction. But there's no like. You suddenly, we have a pay for, for like kind of play system in terms of like your health. Like, mm. oh, you can like afford this healthier option if you can. If not, like there's still the subpar option. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like if it's truly the, the healthy, if it's truly healthier for us all as a society, mm. shouldn't we just mandate certain kind of practice? Like, like why, I like I have an issue with kind of, I guess what I'm saying is that if you ultimately don't have like some policy intervention at some place, like mm. th- then you kind of those who are able to make changes and decisions do so. But then what about those who can't? Right? There's like there's no just you you, you start to become a multi-tiered society based on kind of knowledge, you know, or, 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 or like like know. like a means. I would say like means. Like you know, yeah. can you afford it? Like can you afford to like eat organic and yeah 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 no, 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 no I think I think that's true but 
but as you know, but as the pressure builds and as more and more people say I'm not eating crap, I'm not eating this crap anymore, you know, or like more and more people say I'm not working. Yeah. You know, I mean, these, I think I think. Hours. I mean, look again. Yeah. Coming back to the point of what we're talking about, right? Which is work-life balance, right? Yeah. It, it it is. I think until everyone starts demanding it, we don't get it. I, I agree with you. I think that the way we have this country set up, very rightfully so, with its locks like system of checks and balances, and mm. you can't do mass sweeping changes like. You know, a lot of people are frustrated about clean energy and kind of why are we not there yet and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if we were China, which is the leader in green energy right now, like, it'd be very easy. You make it so and it happens. And people are very frustrated, I think, with the scale of and pace of change here. And it's like, well, we have very good reasons why change... You can't change that far. Yeah, that's right. And, and those are those should be treasured and valued because they're, they're, they exist fundamentally to protect individual rights it may not it may always it may sometimes appear twisted and distorted in who it benefits but the base intent of who it was what it was set up to do is a is a is a good noble you know it, it it's it has it has a very important function and i think that in america i do agree that that change you can't count on that kind of like ground grant grand sweeping change and in some shape maybe that's a, not a thing to to look forward to at all and maybe it does come down to individual choices. Yeah, no, it has to. You know? I mean, I always... One of the things I'm always impressed with about American society in general is how quickly ideas have spread. When did the gay rights movement start in America? When did the green movement like start? Like 60, 70? America, yeah. Women's rights, America. Mm-hmm. You know, civil rights. Oh, you're saying which country? America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many... Yeah, it's why I, I, I love America, you know, because it, it's, an, it's a country of ideas. Right. Ideas can take off very fast, right? You know, very very quickly, and popular movements or popular ideas can can manifest very very quickly. So that's why I always, you know, I've got a great amount of hope for America because it's quite forward. You know, there are so many ideas that people have here, um, but those ideas only take off when people start talking about them and right. start doing them. Right. You know, so it's like you know, I hate. Sounds corny, but you know, when you like, you know, be the change that you wish to see. But that's it's, it's generally true. Like, right. what you have to start behaving that way. That's true. For it to have a ripple effect, you know, you have to become part of it, part of these movements, part of this. You know, if you're looking for a new job, look for a new job that that gives you a day off a week or that's right. gives yeah. you flexible time. You know? Yeah, that's a great point. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Like, yeah. Whatever it is, something. You know, right. something. Just if, if you're stuck in the same job and doing the same shit day in day out and you're getting sick you're getting sick you're getting sick. you're killing yourself you're you're putting yourself through a, uh, something that's not human that you're not supposed to do that so change it like you ha- it's like everyone's got a, their own individual responsibility yeah i mean to look after themselves yeah you know? and we can talk about oh well you might be in a privileged enough position to do that you're all fine if you're gonna die because 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 you're in a shitty job and you're eating crap and you know your boss is a dick and all that kind of stuff then no you have a, a human right to change that to stop that and say I'm not doing it anymore you know I, yeah. I do believe I genuinely do believe that and, I, and I'm not I think no I, I, I'm, I'm coming around I'm, no I hear you I like, and, and I'm coming around to kind of your perspective in the way in the way that you term it makes sense to me I mean I think like ultimately the other if it, like you know to legislate that okay, all workplaces are 
going to only you know you're only going to work let's say we have a six or even four hour work day like that that's just not that kind of just kind of command control like directive it, it just doesn't work in, in, in especially in this country it's like you can't there's so many weird incentives you set up and it just it's not it can't any any here's what i'll say like any singular policy directive or law cannot shape a culture like cultures develop slowly yeah and they and they take time to to, to unfuck themselves to basically unfuck themselves. that's like north korea north korea is not going to come on start because uh because benevolent leader no on the sides actually you know right. what i'm right. going to spread right. democracy um do you know what i mean right i'm gonna i'm gonna give it no it will come when north koreans are like oh we're sick of this right i'm not doing this anymore yeah when they've mentally yeah. all opted out anyway all opted out you yeah. know so again it, it, that's when change will happen i Everyone agree with that says I agree with not that. opting out that's true, so, that's true. Know, but anyway on that note on that revolutionary note <laughs> uh we're gonna call it a day and uh, we'll be back here again next week and uh thank you so much for listening all right see you everybody bye-bye